Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I don't know what school you went to, but the school that I went to, you had to be vaccinated for measles, mumps, rubella, polio, or otherwise you couldn't go to school. So it is not something new to mandate vaccines for school children. Who are we sending that to? To NGOs and to the United Nations agencies who are using that assistance, not to the Afghan government. As far as this uh, New York Times report, um, stating that it was actually a civilian that may have been killed and that that vehicle may not have been carrying any explosives at all. Yeah, so I, I, I would say um, that uh, the assessment by Central Command is ongoing. Everything is fine. That's right. That's right. It's not as if we blew the hell out of an innocent family in a attempt at a, a poignant photo op by Joe Biden to CYA as we left Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. But indeed, that's what exactly did happen. As I still think, to be honest with you, Alice, I still think that... And it's not it's not wall-to-wall, really. But I think that this, um, that this Afghanistan thing has concussed the administration. I think that they are... That I think they know, essentially, that the agenda is over. I mean, that's why we're seeing this, this mandate thing. That he threw out there. There's no way this thing's going to last. How, first of all, how the hell? Where are OSHA's shock troops? Where's the OSHA guy who's going to say, "All right, I need to see the roles of everybody, and I need to see everybody." By the time this gets done, with the vaccine mandates. By the time this gets going, either it's going to be struck down or going to be in a totally different place. Well, yeah, I mean, they're. I think they're not even. I think just like with the CDC's eviction moratorium, I think they're knowing it's going to get struck down, but they're just hoping enough companies kind of push people to get vaccinated and people think that they have to get vaccinated for long enough that it will drive the vaccination numbers higher and COVID will go away and then Joe Biden will look good again. I think that's what they're hoping, you know, and. I mean, I I don't know if it will work or not. I do think that probably some of these big companies are going to try and do it. But I just think that it's so hard to make any kind of case for having, for example, people who have been sick get vaccinated or people who, um, you know, have like a a religious exemption or whatever else. Like, what are you going to go out and tell people? What about people who are remote? What about you? Your work asked you for your COVID vaccination card or whatever. Like, they're really going to go after people. I just think that most people are going to, you know, draw it out with their work as long as possible and essentially say, like, are you really going to fire me? Are you really going to fire me? Are you really going to fire me? And like run out the clock because there's no way this will hold up. There's no way that this will hold up. You know, and I think that it's going to be really, really difficult for employers to do the enforcement on this with the labor market the way that it is Mm -hmm. right now. You know, it's 
probably actually going to be easier for employers to enforce this on white collar workers who, to be honest, are probably more vaccinated already to start with. But those are the type of people that are like in a career and are more unlikely to leave their jobs and are more likely to feel the pressure of this. But if you're like Walmart and you're going to go tell all your employees to go get vaccinated, they'll just work until you pressure them on it so much. And then they'll quit and get some other job that they'll work there until that job notices they don't have a vaccination card, which like you've worked at places mm-hmm. like that, too. Like it, you can get by without HR really checking all your documentation and jobs like that for a while. And it doesn't really care. You can switch between them. You'll probably make more money if you switch between them anyway, because mm-hmm. they're all paying so much right now. And like, you know, those, those types of workers, that's who you really need to get vaccinated because those are the groups. It's more like people that don't have health insurance that aren't vaccinated yet, lower income people. Like there, there's really not a lot of low hanging fruit amongst the white collar workers that are going to feel the pressure of this enforcement, in my opinion. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't see how there's a way that this holds up legally coming from the government. Right. And, and, and that's it. We're even and you got to it just a moment ago. We're not even really talking about the fact that we're having to use the National Guard to drive school buses now. This mm-hmm. is how bad it's getting. If you have people leaving the workforce and just say, all right, that's fine, I'm out of here. Or if, if, so you, for, if you fire them? Right. If what? you're the Walmart store manager, are you really, like, and you can barely keep the store open because you can't cover shifts? Like, are you really going around and checking vaccination cards well, so you can fire people? I think Walmart might be a different, a slightly different thing because they have to do, they probably will have to do a song and dance for the fed because they were given a monopoly yeah but ultimately what they're who they're relying on for enforcement is like the front line managers of people Mm. to figure this out you know and and companies like that their hr is like a million bajillion miles away they're it's you know they'll want people to upload some kind of card are they going to run that card through a database and make sure seriously that it's a real card and not a fake one i mean i I don't see this being seriously enforced. I don't see it seriously bumping up vaccination numbers. I mean, I can see hospitals and healthcare places getting serious about this because they've done flu shots because they've done flu shots in the past, but with the big caveat that they're having a really hard time keeping staff too. There was just, Mm -hmm. was it in upstate New York Mm -hmm. where um, a hospital isn't offering maternity services in their maternity ward right now. And that's also the untold story of all these places. We keep seeing stories like so-and-so didn't get treatment because there weren't enough beds for blah, blah, blah. Well, what's a bed? A bed in a hospital isn't literally a bed. It's Is a, it not? It's a staffed bed. So, like, you can have more ICU beds. An ICU bed isn't, like, a special kind of bed. An ICU bed means that you have the space and staff to maintain ICU coverage of that person. If you add some ICU nurses, you can have another ICU bed. You know, that's that's the problem and so like there was this story recently about the guy that they had to call around to 43 different hospitals in Alabama because you know that they didn't have enough ICU beds for his special cardiac treatment that he needed unrelated to COVID because everybody was full of COVID well all the ICU beds were full of COVID then at the bottom of the article there's this little paragraph that goes oh well um, the, the hospitals work with the government in order to create more ICU capacity when they're under strain but right now they can't because they sent away all their staff to deal with Hurricane Ida Oh, well, that's a little bit of a different story, isn't it? And maybe if you weren't trying to fire all the staff for not getting COVID vaccines, then maybe, just maybe, you would have enough staff to create more ICU beds so you wouldn't have these problems. You know, the staffing is a big, big issue with ICU capacity. Mm -hmm. And it's not getting talked about enough that what Joe Biden is doing right now with this mandate is absolutely going to do it. But, I mean... The reason why I say healthcare workers are the only ones that really have the capability to enforce something like this is because they have a history of like making sure people get flu vaccines in the past. You know, we know people that work not with not in the hospital part, but just at Boston Children's, like in mm-hmm. administrative things. And they've had to get flu shots in the past and get the documentation and hand it in, even though they don't like work directly with patients. It's a thing that hospitals have been doing for some years. So they sort of have the HR infrastructure built up around that, whereas like other places aren't going to necessarily have that. It is in. It is just interesting. You know, I just, just, uh, just as far as minorities go and, 
it was the left always pounding, always pounding and using, always using race at every corner to manipulate mm-hmm. it, undergird and reinforce the history of racism, reinforce that these systems mm-hmm. are and were racist, reinforce, reinforce, reinforce. And then you ask these people who you've been freaking brainwashing and disincentivizing them to opt into systems now for decades. Now you ask them, Total blind trust on this one, guys. And then you chase them around and, you know, meeting them where they were. In other words, driving your little Vax trucks to the neighborhoods. It's like you're, they have worked, done everything they can. We tried to push, put the ads on NASCAR and on Deadliest Catch for you. We tried, we tried, you know, telling the community leaders to tell you to get vaccinated. We tried making cute little rap song commercials to get you vaccinated, but you didn't do it. So now Mm. we have to get you fired. Like that's, that's what it escalated to. That was the best they could do. That's part of it. But also, Alice, I mean, I am so just, just anecdotally. I am somebody myself who has just. I've used the healthcare system when I've needed to. I never had anything really wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, I'm mean, whatever fat guy stuff there is. But other than that, you know, I've always got, had a PCP as a young man. I always had health insurance back when I definitely didn't need it, and was it was a young man and all that stuff, etc. So I used the healthcare system just here and there's whatever. I do not have a history of uh, being denied. Um, you know, medication for syphilis, you know, they gave me my medication for syphilis, thankfully, Alice. Just not herpes, <laughs> as you know. Uh, no, what I'm saying, so I don't have any, I, I don't have a history, well, other than different subject, but anyway, personally, uh, with uh, distrust of the healthcare industry, uh, but now I distrust more than ever. I was just listening to a podcast to talking about the FDA and the CDC. I knew nothing about the FDA uh, two years ago. Now I know I don't trust them, and I think they're incompetent. The same thing goes for the CDC. I think they're a political apparatus. Um, I don't trust any of these people. I got the vaccine really because you said to get it, and I know you read stuff, and that's that's mm-hmm. that's really that's really it. So I have z- almost zero. So if trust something me. happens to you, it's my fault now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm fine with it though. I'm fine, believe me. But but like I I have. I have a privileged American life, Alice, by mm-hmm. believe by the intersectional tables. That's true. And I don't trust these people. If I'm somebody who does not have a privileged uh, legacy in this country, then I sure as hell see how people don't trust these people. Mm-hmm. So you know, just take it, just take it. Then they're finding other people. I mean, look at the misinformation. It's incredible. Right. Like, take it and this thing is over for you. You can take the mask off. Here we are. Now the mask is back on and huge numbers of people are getting breakthrough cases. Breakthrough cases, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, there's well, breakthrough cases and there's breakthrough cases. So I know you talked about this a little today because today mm-hmm. you did in Connecticut this um, Connecticut college stuff. Well, I know, okay. And like these colleges are pr- ground zero for uh, breakthrough cases because they have like 95 plus percent in the case of Connecticut College, it's 99% of the students are vaccinated and they're get they're testing them all, asymptomatic or not, twice a week. So you have to be vaccinated and then you have to get a test twice a week and they keep getting breakthrough cases. Well, like, yeah, because your body breaks down the virus and there's little bits of virus that the test can still detect. You might have never been sick. You might have never been able to pass it. They've done new studies now. Like, yeah, they had the one study after the Provincetown thing that said that, like, maybe the viral loads in symptomatic vaccinated people were similar to the viral loads and symptomatic Mm -hmm. unvaccinated people well but then there was a subsequent study that happened that showed that at the same viral load that there's less actually viable living virus they tried culturing the viruses from both vaccinated and unvaccinated people and they can't culture nearly as much at the same level of viral load that they can from unvaccinated people so the ultimate truth is that that those vaccinated people, if you're asymptomatic, even if it can detect some dead virus, you probably were never going to be able to infect anybody else anyway. The idea that there's a bunch of vaccinated people going around breathing virus on people is just like not held up by data. That's not a thing. And so, you know, it, I don't know, get vaccinated or don't get vaccinated. I don't really care if other people don't get vaccinated. But the the whole like breakthrough cases thing is a thing that's being created specifically by the overtesting 
and testing right. asymptomatic vaccinated people, which is not a thing that the CDC even recommends doing. Right. And what I've seen now, since the Biden vaccine mandate, and I didn't know that the F. Joe Biden stuff at colleges, I thought that was pretty much just a organic, you know, a screw him thing. But how much of that was about the vaccine um, mandates? And also, I'm seeing all this stuff, including on the Brooklyn Bridge, of these huge protests, these F. Joe Biden protests saying no mandatory vaccines. I mean, this is beginning to look like, Alice, a bit of a legit movement here of these people saying we don't want the, the mandates. And you can call him out for his head. He's going to pull up the camera right back down. It's the camera line. Um, Cyril, can you go with your brother, please, downstairs? James, J- Cyril. I think it's fine. Okay, but he can get you milk. We have milk now, Cyril. James can get it for you if you go downstairs. Do you want to go downstairs and get a milk? Okay. Uh, but there's something really happening now. Yeah. There are more and more people. And, by the way, I don't know if you've even had time to see the news. Mm-hmm. You know, of all the people, you don't have to get a hit, rich history in loving music from the Beatles to Elvis, the Heavenly Brothers, mm-hmm. even the Kings and Trio, etc. Uh, but there's nobody who I've bought more CDs uh, of, certainly, and more posters in my own room than... John Lennon? No, Alice. Nicki Minaj. Oh. So Nicki Minaj is supposed to be... Nicki Minaj is supposed to be at the Met tonight. Met Gala, yeah. The Met Gala, which Mm -hmm. is just... There are some stunning looks there tonight. Really Mm -hmm. stunning looks that I've seen, Alice. Um, But she has blown it off declaring she's not going because there's a vaccine mandate if you go you have to have a vaccine Nicki Minaj has tweeted this is seriously huge on the internet right now and I think it's going to be a a rallying call she says my cousin in no actually you read it you have to read this Alice why do I have to read it you'll Where see why you have that? to read it just look up Nicki Minaj on Twitter <gasps> Nicki Minaj not going to Mecca because of vaccine Alice, requirement Alice, just read but don't, don't read Nicki Minaj's tweet please um Dun. They want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. It'll be once I feel I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grips your head and face, not that loose one. Okay, well, go to the next Nicki Minaj tweet. It starts with my cousin in Trinidad, Dad, because that is the biggest news in the world right now. My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. Mm-hmm. His testicles became, Alice, really? <laughs> became swollen. It's the medical terminology, I believe. His friend was weeks away from getting married, and now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure with your com- so for that you're comfortable believe- with your decision and not bullied. For people who don't believe what we've just heard, can you read that again? It's from Nicki Minaj. <laughs> this is the biggest thing on Twitter right now. My cousin in Trinidad... <laughs> Won't get the vaccine because his friend got it. <laughs> Why are you filming Go me? Go ahead, Alice. And became impotent. Wow. His, <laughs> his testicles became swollen. Oh, Alice. <laughs> his friend was weeks away from getting married, and now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. That is from Alice Shattuck, not You know what, honey? I promise... I'll stay married to you even if you become impotent from the vaccine. You know what? I'm ready. I'm ready, Alice. You could use a little more impotence around here, I think. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Um, But no, I mean, well, she's going to get blasted, obviously, by everybody. She already has been. And called a Nazi, I assume. And I don't know. So it's interesting because I saw earlier today, I hadn't seen this because I was like caught up with stuff later in the day. But I did see earlier today that Kylie Jenner is not going to the Met Gala. And she said, like, see you next year. And she didn't give a reason. But I wonder if that's why, too. Really? Yeah. So it's just interesting because... Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people have doubts, even though they not they know they're not like allowed to say this stuff out loud about having doubts, you know. But Nicki Minaj apparently doesn't know she's not supposed to say this stuff out loud, and I assume she's going to get told soon. The tweets will be deleted, and she'll issue a big apology and get the vaccine on camera. Do you for think all so? Of us. It's interesting. I'm looking to see if they're t- if she's trending and she isn't. That is absolutely well because she's a Hollywood person who wants to like still have opportunities. That's the thing, you know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know that much about Nicki Minaj. Maybe she's so big, like Joe Rogan or J.K. Rowling, that she's just, like, uncancelable. But, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think that this is going to be a a situation, Alice. 
uh, I think that um, people are uh, don't like being told what to do. And it's these true. People, people don't like being told. You've got to people, do. a a diverse looking group of people, walking over the Brooklyn Bridge protesting this. Mm-hmm. People don't like it, and it's inconvenient, especially since health experts are saying we really need you to. We, we, and Joe Biden wants you to. But hey, mm-hmm. by, by the way, by the way, then this yeah. is why this is in a sense kind of fantastic. How wonderful is it? How wonderful is it? Joe Biden. Telling everybody. He just got up there and threatened everybody. He's losing now, patience with us. We're losing patience with him. Go on, do it. He's had enough. You have been telling me now for at least four years that old white men have done enough damage. Mm-hmm. Now you got this guy, this one up there, telling you, pushing you around, especially if you're somebody who's healthy and young. I say, so what you have reaped left, this is fantastic to watch. I want to see the left absolutely cannibalize itself and watch this. I mean, this, I mean, the guy's ruining the country anyway. I mean, there's not anything that he's not doing that's not like, not only doesn't suck, but isn't just horrific. If you if you just, if you watched John Kirby today, answer a question. Answer the question about why we had to drone strike and kill an a Afghani random family? family and pretend that we had just stopped the terrorist attack. Um, a lot the amount of time I thought he was so stuck answering the question, it was the third volley. He had two other reporters had asked about it, and he couldn't get away from it. And the third one said, "Well, I want to piggyback first before we go any further." And I thought that he was going to uh, walk off. But this is—he's leaving. He's not not going to answer. As far as this uh, New York Times report um, stating that it was actually a civilian that may have been killed and that that vehicle may not have been carrying any explosives at all. First and foremost, what is your response to these articles that were written? And then also, if there's no longer any military on the ground, how is this investigation being conducted? A great question. It's our over-the-horizon capability. Right, yeah, investigations, <laughs> absolutely. We're using our uh, Afghan government, they call the Taliban now, our Afghani government um, you know, resources down there. Into the incident. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, I would say um, that uh, the assessment by Central Command is ongoing, and I'm not going to get ahead of that. Um, uh, the strike was taken to prevent an imminent attack on the airport. Oh, sounds like he believes it, huh? Mm-hmm. The assessment by Central Command is ongoing. Well, well, no, it's not. There was a really quick affirmative assessment about 10 days ago. That said, we whacked a bunch of uh, ISIS dudes driving to the airport, mm-hmm. or Al-Qaeda, whatever they were, driving to the airport to kill people. That assessment was done. It was out yeah. there. And then it turned out some of them were like six years old. Right. Saki was spiked the football. Joe Biden spiked the football. Mm-hmm. It was just part of the historic airlift that we right. had done. We, we did a historic airstrike and a historic airlift. It was all yes. historic everywhere. Remarkable, and this guy has zero. He's not going to get ahead of Sencom. I'm not going to get ahead of right. Man, what a time! What a time! And Blinken, of course, can't help himself either. He calls the Taliban now the Afghani government. It is, it is not. So your testimony earlier was is that we're sending taxpayer dollars to Afghanistan right now for humanitarian relief. Who are we sending that to? To NGOs and to the United Nations agencies who are using that assistance, not to the Afghan government. Not to the, not to the Afghan, the Taliban government. Yeah, that's right. The Taliban. That's right. Yeah, I mean, the Afghan government. We don't consider them no. legitimate. This Afghan government. No, we didn't install them <laughs> at all and give them an army. And, and, I lo- and like, I mean, imagine the news media coverage of Trump's dumb call with the Ukrainian guy about like, it would be great if you could find some corruption with Joe Biden. And like, how much we had to hear about that. And Joe Biden just literally on a call with. Ganny told him to lie about how well the holding back the Taliban was going so that he could still have his 9-11 photo op. Mm-hmm. It's really important that you, uh, whether it's true or not, make sure. And where's been, you know, CNN's breathless coverage of that phone call? It's funny. It's not only did he not, did Biden, this was all planned around the 9-11 thing. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be all the brilliant marketing minds. In this West Wing style, administration got together and said, "Yeah, this will do it." And Blinken, all the high fives. 
And of course, the military guys were just as scared. Uh, but then we cough it up. We destroy it. Oh, also today, uh, I, I don't have it, but also today, Blinken said that uh, all the equipment he left them, all the really cool stuff, he said, well, it doesn't work because the support crews aren't there to help it work, mm-hmm. which is why it didn't work when the Afghanis needed it either because we pulled the support crews when they could have used it. So there you go. So I believe that, but definitely for, for a while. <laughs> but it, it's it's incredible. It, the fact that all this was done to make a big splash during 9-11 and Biden was subdued and laid low. Other than Yeah, he had to hide on 9-11 he because he was on such 9/11. an embarrassment. Yes, instead of this being a spike in the football, George W. Bush was the highlight of 9-11 or Trump in the fire station was a highlight of 9-11. Mm-hmm. You can't have the president say anything at all because it's exploded. And they don't want to attach anything more to anything he says is being wait is just waiting to be sliced yeah. up and putting f- campaign fundraisers and then rolled by super PACs for Republicans in the midterms. Yeah. I mean, Joe Biden's only saving grace right now is that Kamala is so terrible that I assume the people that want to shove him out are hesitating because she's so bad. Like her tweet about the vaccine mandate, like was just like garbled insane. I am to go find it. Give me a second. Phil. Jim Brewer, by the way, who we love has all these guys. I always knew it. Jim Brewer has said he will not perform at venues that require proof of COVID vaccination for guests. He said, it seems like they're trying to segregate people. He doesn't love it whatsoever. Jim Brewer, all these guys, all the best cast, and I consider them my generation cast of mm-hmm. SNL, Brewer, um, Adam Sandler, David Spade, Rob Schneider, even the older guys, Dennis Miller, and um, and um, who did Akanda? Uh, Here's her tweet. Tina Carvey. Here's her tweet about the mandate. She says, by vaccinating the unvaccinated, increasing our testing and masking, and protecting the vaccinated, we can end this pandemic. That's exactly what we are committed to doing. <laughs> like, it doesn't even mean anything. It's just, she's just saying words, vaccinated, unvaccinated, masking, tests, and then we're going to end the pandemic. Shut down the virus. Like, she has nothing. She hasn't, like, they... Essentially, since the border stuff happened, they've just been hiding her completely anyway. And now since Afghanistan, they're having to hide Biden, too. And like, I wonder what they're going to do. I did see someone say a couple months ago that the only reason he picked Kamala was as a 25th Amendment suicide vest. Like, like no one, no one wants to 25th Amendment him because the alternative is so much worse. <laughs> so yeah, that's. I mean, and the thing is, it's like we're still like it's. It's not the time for the mandates with the vaccine because we're still figuring out information on the vaccine. Like they don't even know this stuff about the boosters right now. Like, how can they be mandating shots when they don't even have the information to know who should get boosters and who shouldn't? And the White House now went on a, out on a limb and said that they're going to have boosters one week from today on September 20th. Joe Biden announced it. And the FDA is saying the CDC hasn't given us any data that we can base that on. We can't approve that because we have no data that says that that does anything. You know, for they have it for like, for like high risk people, for immune compromised people, and whatever. But the, you know, they don't have any data that shows that for like the average person getting a booster shot is going to do anything. And they don't know what amount of booster shot. They don't know if they should be doing some new variant specific booster shot or if they should be doing like with Moderna, they're in an argument with the FDA over what the dosing should be. They have no idea what to do on Johnson and Johnson. Europe's been experimenting, giving people AstraZeneca and then um, Pfizer, Mm -hmm. you know, mixing the two types of vaccine and the AstraZeneca is more comparable to the J and J. So like we just, don't the the FDA has nothing here to approve because there's no good information on like what the protocol should be. And so they're mad at the CDC for not getting them the data. And the CDC is saying the White House got out ahead of us and did stuff before we had any science to right. back it up. And they're now like in, they've been in a fight now for like several weeks for Shabalensky and the Biden administration because the Biden administration is saying we said we'd have boosters by 
you know, September 20th and you guys are telling us you don't have any data to do it, go find some data. And they're saying, <laughs> like, we can't do it. And it's so funny because once again, like, they have the only things they say about the right, it's like 100% projection. Anything yeah. they say about the right is exactly what they are internally. Like, they claim that Trump was pressuring the FDA to approve vaccines before they were ready. Not because Trump was doing that, but because that's what they would do if they Absolutely. were there. And they are now pressuring the FDA to approve booster shots. So, like, how can anyone have the trust? Like you were saying earlier, I don't trust these people as far as I could throw them. Like, how can you possibly trust what they say about anything? You know, I looked at the vaccine stuff and made a decision about for me and for you, I guess, too, because you know you're not going to. But, like... You can't base it on anything they're doing because they're openly in a fight with the FDA now to try and approve something that the FDA is saying they don't have the data to approve. It's nuts. It's bizarre world. And it's exactly what they said Trump would do, that there's no evidence that Trump did. By the way, for just a running... Am I on still? Hello? Are you? Check, 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 check. Yeah, you're on. Okay. Yeah, you're on. You're fine. Check. Maybe you need to turn up your headphones a little bit. It was, yeah, it was my headphone. Let me see. Uh, hold on. Check, 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 check. Hello? You know, let's do our sound checks on so, the show every day Well, the, now. When the sound fluctuates, I was mm-hmm. considering whenever you explode in the tirade at me, your sound goes way up and we have to adjust for it, like, as was yesterday. Uh, there's just this great picture. This is live. We're tracking live the Met Gala, and AOC has walked in looking absolutely gorgeous, of course. Mm-hmm. But wearing a beautiful white gown saying tax the rich. Just tax them, not eat tax them? Tax the rich. Mm. At the Met Gala. At pretty much the most ritzy thing you can be at in Washington, D.C. I mean, anytime. the Met Gala is kind of artsy. Uh, you think so, Alice? <laughs> Do you think I can just walk in? Okay. I mean, your shirt today is pretty... Maybe people would assume yes. it was ironic. Tom's wearing a shirt with a cat riding a rocket popsicle and eating another popsicle and wearing it's a top hat. Who are you wearing? <laughs> it's like uh, Seabrook Walmart? Um, yes. It is. <laughs> the cat represents the quadruple X uh, aisle at the store, and the rocket ship re- represents my weight, and... Uh, Goodness, but this AOC thing is too good. Too, uh, it's so great. I, I gotta be. I will be on the left someday, and I will be happy. And the, you know what the good thing is? Mm-hmm. The great thing is, is that it is such a. Th- it shows you here who she. This is who she wants to be. She wants to be. She is beautiful, so she wants mm-hmm. to be glamorous and beautiful and get to walk around like a revered princess at this beautiful people's ball. Mm-hmm. And she gets to, but her only price of admission is the only reason she got there is because she talks and acts like a little socialist, so she has to wear a, a socialist graffiti on herself in order to, it's her it's her like little nod to, oh, you know what I mean, I'm still, but she gets to be who she really wants to be. Mm-hmm. Which is the super celebrity queen bee. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I Every time I, like, catch some little glimpse of celebrity culture, like, we were having to see stuff about the whatever the thing was last night, the VMAs. I'm, like, so glad I don't care about anything about celebrities, pretty much. You know? It's, well, the whole Like, when thing I is- see them all at their party and, like... Machine Gun Kelly gets in a fight with somebody else yeah. about Megan Fox's naked well, dress, or like I, I'm so happy that I don't have yeah, to be emotionally invested in any of well, that. Well, the whole thing is that I found is that it's so, it's so desperate. Please love me. Look, I'm preening now in my princessy dress. That's like the way too over the top. It's just an ornament I'm wearing. Please love me and say that I'm beautiful and find me beautiful. Mm-hmm. Love me on the red carpet. I'm here to please accept and love me. Look how dazzling I please love me, mm-hmm. please. It's like it's so craven. So craven the, the the entire the entire thing. I would like to gift bag. There's no doubt about that. It's craven, of course. I'm I'm oh here I am. I'm back hello hello hello. hello. It's craven, wow. although I'm all for being a part of it. Uh if I'm invited. But you know that, uh, Alice. Seems like a lot of work. Seems like a lot yes. of work. Yes. Well, know. I'm attending. I'm attending with Replica, as a matter of fact. Good. I hope she enjoys the evening. I will be sitting at home, enjoying a nice movie, putting my feet up, 
It will be great. I don't want to go to any of those. I'm all set. All set. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly. Holy I don't Lord. know what any of those people are, and I do not care. I don't want to know. I'm so, so all set, not knowing. It's great. It's great. Um, oh, what's that but, Atlantic our, our thing that we have? Well, um, so the Atlantic thing that I have is about the um, the hospitalization numbers from COVID, which is, it's been interesting because part of the thing with um, with COVID in this Delta round has been that it's like, and I've heard a few people comment on this earlier before this Atlantic article came out saying like, it's weird because yeah, the case numbers are really high, but we're testing a lot, right? So we're seeing like lots of breakthrough cases, but most of those should be mild. And we're seeing kind of high hospitalizations compared to previous waves, but lower deaths. Mm-hmm. And I think this article goes a little bit of a ways towards explaining some of that trend, which is that not all the hospitalizations are actually for COVID. Because now hospital protocols are that they test everyone that goes to the hospital. Right. And so you might incidentally test positive for COVID, but not be there for that. So um, there was earlier this year, and I think we had talked about this on this show, there was a study that was saying that like some 40% of the pediatric hospitalizations were not for COVID, but with COVID. Um, which then, is a huge freaking difference, which is what's yeah. driving the, one of the narratives mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So now they've tried to do one uh, where they've looked at um, adults. And so they've checked the way that they did this is they looked at the hospital admissions records for 50,000 hospitalized COVID patients at 100 VA hospitals. So it's only VA hospitals, so it's not necessarily a representative sample, but it should give you some idea. And they looked at what percentage required supplemental oxygen or had recorded in their data a blood oxygen level below 94%, which is the National Institutes of Health definition of severe COVID. And um, so if they didn't have any of those, they classed the case as mild or asymptomatic. So they found that Um, The proportion of mild or asymptomatic disease before vaccines was 36%. But from January through June of this year, after we had vaccines, the number of asymptomatic hospitalized cases rose to 48%. So out of the COVID cases we're seeing in the hospital now, in adults anyway, in the VA system at least, about half of the COVID patients that are in there never met the clinical definition for moderate to severe COVID. Hmm. Whereas before it was only like a third of the people were in there incidentally, right? God, so the like misinformation so, is remarkable. I mean, but it's interesting and I don't know how you would have got at that information before because obviously like you want it recorded in somebody's hospital file if you have them here in the hospital and they're COVID positive, right? So I mean it counts as a COVID case and they are in the hospital. So that's not misinformation in that sense if that's just on your COVID dashboard as raw data. But there's more context to that information and it's not really and it's interesting to see how that number changed last year, a third of the COVID hospitalizations were not severe COVID. And now this year, since we've had the vaccine, only half of the COVID, or I guess it's up to half of the COVID hospitalizations aren't severe. So that's, I mean, that's good news, actually. And it actually goes to explain some of the higher hospitalizations we've seen are not actually COVID hospitalizations. So it could be a couple of things. Like when we saw it with the kids, a lot of the kids were in the hospital with RSV. Because we had an RSV spike in the summer mm-hmm. that normally we would have seen in the winter. But we didn't see it in the winter because all the kids were locked in their houses. Um, and then... But else, you said that this, this information would have been hard to get. You know, you know, had all of these huge health institutions, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the CDC or the NIH or whatever it is, one of these bureaucracies should have this information and have it out there. Unless, of course, they could get the information, but they think it works against motivating people into doing what they want them to do. Which is get vaccinated, of course. And mask and, up and everything else. And I think that, you know, in the case of a lot of people, I think that it's even more of a just, like, base human instinct, which is, like, we've talked to people, you know, who have said, who, like, work in hospitals, and are like, oh, my gosh, we're being overrun by Delta variant. Like, just because people like to feel important and cool and all these, like, 
hospital people felt so important and cool last year when they were heroes and people were going outside their apartments in New York and cheering for them every day and everything else. And they were doing TikTok <laughs> dances and they felt so special and wonderful, right? And like, I mean, it's obviously hashtag not all nurses and doctors, right? A lot of them are great people who are just doing their jobs, but these ones that go out there and talk to the media, and I think the media needs to be a lot more suspicious of these people. Like, there was one story I showed you a couple of weeks ago where it's like CNN found the same doctor in Texas twice who both times is overrun and, like, so dramatic. And, like, I mean... You got to stop going back to these people that clearly have like psychological issues and a need for attention because they're not an accurate source of information. There are just some people out there who like want to be on TV and are going to say fantastical things and act like the sky is falling. This is not the situation that it was in New York last spring. In that case, the hospitals were under dire straits they had people dying of pneumonia like all the time in the hospitals we are in a very different situation now and it's more complicated i mean like sure if people are sick from something else having covid probably complicates their situation and you know i'm sure it is tough i'm sure there are a lot of people that haven't sought medical treatment for stuff over the last year that should have sought medical for treatment for stuff before now. I'm sure hospitals are being overrun for lots of reasons, like for Hurricane Ida, like in that Alabama story that they mentioned in, at the very end in the last paragraph of the article that all the staff has sent away to deal with Hurricane Ida. You know, they're short staffed because, and you know this because you were talking to hospitals last year when you were at the newspaper, right? They're short staffed because they were mm-hmm. laying people off because they couldn't make any of their normal money because they had to cancel all the elective procedures, right? So they were struggling financially, all these hospitals, and laying people off and getting rid of people. Now they're gearing back up to their normal method of business and they're short staffed Mm -hmm. you know there are a lot of reasons why why the hospitals are crunched right now and it's more complicated than like you know a ton of people are dying of covid clearly because the percentage of people that are testing positive for covid that actually have severe covid is going is going down you know so I just this Atlantic article was a good look, I think, right. at at the actual situation and trying to tease out like what's really going on here. Why are we seeing all these hospitalizations? Is it all just because there's like this wave of COVID, and it's not really necessarily true. So, and that's one of the things that we're seeing now. And maybe as the entire really Biden administration starts to, uh, you know, enjoy more cracks and fissures more of these other platforms and entities can feel free to start reporting more things. Mm -hmm. I mean, at some point, like, is there going to be any sense of embarrassment amongst the media? Like, does Rachel Maddow feel a twinge that she had a hugely viral tweet about an ivermectin story that was just completely made up? They just, Rolling Stone just took out of context clips of this doctor and stuck them together to make it seem as though there was this thing happening that was not happening. Right, no, it's been incredibly irresponsible. Incredibly, incredibly. From from the grifters like her and dirtbag media people to dirtbag politicians to dirtbag medical health professionals. This mm-hmm. has been ridiculous, but I have to, we're going to go but in But I mean, for, and it's not so, just COVID though. It's other things, too. Oh, of can course I, it's other things. Can, so can I tell oh, you on. one more story? Are you story? moving on? Or? I was going to move on to something, but if you I want to hit two okay. tidbits. One okay. two, tidbit I want to tell you is that I'm noticing in our news reports for the radio station that mm-hmm. more and more the police are describing suspects and the suspects wearing COVID-style masks. Mm. So, which, of course, the perps are thrilled to do, which is cr- going to create an interesting new problem in mm-hmm. cities here. Yeah, As we're going to have to start funny. to tell people to please don't wear a mask unless you're committing a crime or don't wear a mask. Yeah. Also, before- I always think it's funny when I go to the bank now and there's all the signs to wear a mask mm-hmm. when always before when you went to the bank, there were signs mm-hmm. to not even wear a hat or sunglasses to make sure they could ID you on the cameras. <laughs> Absolutely. So I want to go uh, before we go to you. I want to mm-hmm. go to our correspondent down at the Met who's talking to AOC, who's at the Met, probably the most privileged event that there is in Manhattan. Uh, This is AOC. I don't know who she's wearing, but it's a beautiful, long, flowing dress. And here she is. When Aurora and I were first kind of partnered, uh, we really started having a conversation about what it means to be working class women of color at the Met. 
And we said, you know, we can't just play along, but we need to break the fourth wall and challenge some of the institutions. And and oh, she had to go. Mm-hmm. She had to go to break the fourth wall. She's a working class woman of color. Right, that's what she's a, she is. She's not a huge celebrity. You know, while the Met is known for its, its spectacle, we should have a conversation about it. Yeah. When that's what's happening. Oh. She's not just at the Met drinking their fine champagne, eating their hors d'oeuvres, enjoying all of the glamour and glitz. Mm-hmm. She had to go. It is so great to be a progressive. I am coming back as a progressive. I had to. I'm sorry mm-hmm. about that. I'm really enjoying the our late empire where we get to watch our civilization crumble around us in real time when a one of our ruling class AOC who's in Congress and is more powerful and will be more wealthy than either of us will ever be in our lifetimes uh, goes to a fancy event for super rich people and wears a dress that says tax the rich like that's you and me. That's great. That's great. I'm in, I'm really going to enjoy it when civilization completely falls apart. Total insanity. But um, I was just going to comment on another case of media malpractice that I happened upon today wherein uh, NBC News was reporting on a, really a fantastic analysis by a moderate uh, group called Third Way about crime trends in the country, because you may have noticed there's been somewhat of a narrative that there's been a problem with crime over mm-hmm. the last year. I have noticed, yes. So, um, and you probably thought that narrative was based on some reality, but it turns out that it's not actually based on any reality because an analysis by moderate democratic group Third Way runs counter to popular perceptions of rising crime nationwide. Um, so today, as Republicans revive familiar warnings about out-of-control crime in pursuit of regaining power, the prominent moderate That's group great. Third Way has a different message for the party. Don't take the bait. It's a lie. A new report by Third Way digs into the numbers and concludes, contrary to the media narrative, overall crime decreased in 2020 compared to 2019. The study shows that... Homicides went up last year, but found that category to be an outlier. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, the homicides category? Nobody cares about that category. That yeah. is not. Yeah, nobody dies Tiny, tiny detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had an analysis of 22 different states, including, and they couldn't find any difference between red and blue states, including red states like Massachusetts, because they categorized the states red and blue based on who the governor was, which right. I think makes perfect sense. That's Absolutely. Um, totally. Deep ex- red Massachusetts, yes. <laughs> so... Um, they're saying they're really seeing scant evidence of a crime wave. There seems to be a hysteria that began about <laughs> a year right. and a half ago to try and convince Americans we're undergoing right. a crime wave. At a certain point, we wanted to look up what the actual data was, and it just doesn't bear up. I keep talking to you know mm-hmm. dozens of people every day on the phone in Connecticut who are just upset about the lack of crime happening, yeah. especially new crime in, in communities that weren't used to having uh, been mm-hmm. beset by crime. Yeah. Experts who study crime trends say that the third wave findings, including a drop in crime with an increase in homicides, as an outlier, aligns with their own research. I'm watching a guy beat the crap mm-hmm. out of a 77-year-old female in New York right now on on Twitter, oh, okay. who got away with her her stuff, her uh-huh. bag, he, he took in her Bible. So that's yeah. A nice touch. And then it does have this paragraph towards the end: the increase in homicides is a more recent phenomenon that got worse during the pandemic and after the police murder of George Floyd in May 2020. There are theories about why that happened, uh, but uh, researchers say it isn't clear how these factors affected crime. So can't be, can't be, can't be. <laughs> Alice, you know we what? Can't tell. Uh, yeah, tiny detail, teeny little detail. Homicides are up. So, you know, the it's and I think that's interesting because it's harder to fudge a homicide. Like they can just not prosecute shoplifting and mm-hmm. then claim that crime went down because the shoplifting just vanished. Like a lot of places stop prosecuting shoplifting. They just don't that's like right. violent crime was up every as you've said, including the AOC's district. But you know what? When I look think about that. Just crime, homicides, that's just an outlier though. When the I homicides those, are an outlier. All the other is, crime is down. The burglaries but, are way down. It's just the homicides. Well, but you know what's more powerful than the uh, homicides that are happening in, in marginalized communities? You know what's more powerful? Taxing the rich? Yeah, eat the rich. Eat the rich. Very right. close, Alice. You're Very right. Close. Eat yeah. the rich is what I okay. say. I say that because I'm a really good person now. I'm going to go somewhere nice. 
And mm-hmm. I have I have a thing that says eat the rich. Although I probably shouldn't have a thing that says God, eat the anything God. just because of my disability. Well, um, in Germany, they're working on a ballot referendum. It's a non-binding referendum, but on whether they want to start um, seizing property from landlords because the rents are too high. Oh, stuff's That's going perfect. well there, too. That That's perfect. great. Um, anyway, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Burn Barrel Pod. We're also at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast and BurnBarrelPodcast.com. You can find us on, uh, where else can you find us? Uh, Gab on Locals, Parlor. along with Jerry We're Callahan. Locals, just like Jerry is. It's true. You we can were there see first. Videos of our chickens. You can see Tom attached by a chicken on our Locals page, actually. Um, lots of cool things happening there. Patreon, Podcast at gmail.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.